This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please leave your message. New York! It's me, Kevin McDonald, New York. Hi, New York. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I'm coming to entertain you, New York, on Saturday, April 7th, as part of the NYC Podfest. And I could be bad. I could be 40% a Kevin McDonald, and the show will still be great, because I'm bringing a very special guest. Who? Well, thank you for asking, New York. Michael Ian Black, Jordan Klepper, and musical guests, Weedus! What an excellent show! I'm not even lying this time. This one really is an excellent show. The, buy your tickets today at nycpodfest.com. That's N-Y-C-P-O-D-F-E-S-T-D-O-T-com. You don't spell the D-O-T. I mean, it's nycpodfest.com. Also, I'm coming now. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. You will give an angel wings and me money. And as soon as I get the money, I'll go and buy wings. Because I like wings. Wings are great. Thank you! <coughs> We have a special guest with us in town this weekend. Uh, you probably know him from his work on The Kids in the Hall. His name is Mr. Kevin McDonald, and I will invite him to join me here on stage right now. Now, Kevin, let's give these guys a little context. What are we doing here tonight? So uh, what we're doing, um, uh, the first half will be my podcast show um, that was written mostly by my producers in New York, so blame them. They're not here. But everyone uh, here uh, in Dad's Garage are so brilliant, they will make it work, I swear to God. I'm kidding. It's a good script, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, so we'll be doing that, and that will go on. Uh, you can hear that on iTunes or foreverdog.com, but you don't have to because you'll be listening to it live tonight, and then we'll have an intermission in the second half half um, will be me telling uh, stories that are sort of the best stories, in my opinion, that I've told in the podcast, and that'll be the, the show. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Guess you're all clapping for me. <laughs> Not? Yeah, so I will be your announcer for this evening. You know, most people call this Kevin McDonald's Kevin McDonald show, but you know what I like to call it? My dad's show. That's right. I'm Kevin McDonald's son. I'm a sad sack and I suck. I guess when he asked me to do it, he thought he was doing me a favor. Pfft, is it a favor to make me miss Gotham? Anyways. Without further ado, please welcome your host for this evening, the only McDonald here you wouldn't be embarrassed to say is your friend, my dad, Kevin McDonald! Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, and, and thanks so much for that great introduction, son. Uh, thank you. Um, you really have a knack for announcing, you know that? The only things I have a knack for are cleaning out toe jam and solo rollerblading. 
Solar rollerblading. Is, is solar rollerblading different from rollerblading? Wow. Just stick the orc dagger in my heart, Dad. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, though. Why bother saying it's solo? Everything I do is solo. Rollerblading, racquetball, horseback riding. Well, solo horseback riding sounds very noble. Not when there's no horse. Oh. Well, uh, uh, at least you're here with your pop now, huh? Boy, uh, was I glad when I booked the show in Atlanta. We got a whole week for father and son bonding. We can make up for lost time. I wish, I wish for once I'd get lost in time instead of in the parking lot at Bubba Gump's. All right, Blevin. Don't say my name. What? What do you mean? You're my son, Blevin, and I'm proud to say your name, Blevin, Blevin, Blevin. I wish you hadn't named me Blevin. Why? What's wrong with Blevin? Blevin is a perfectly good name. Blevin is a handsome, strong derivative of my name. Kevin invented when your mother smeared the ink on your birth certificate as she was waving it in my face, telling me I should just leave you both since I'd never be as good as a traveling podcaster as the man she really loved. Mark Marin? Yeah. Yeah, I know the story. I just hate my name. I go by Jeepman. Well, if anyone listened to me, I would. They mostly call me Blevin. I'm sorry, Blevin. It sounds like you have a tough life. Hey, I know. Uh, let's tell each other one good thing that happened in each of, uh, of our weeks. I'll start. Uh, when I was walking to the bathroom on the plane today, someone mistook me for the pilot. Me, a handsome pilot. They served me the pilot's divorce papers before I could correct them. But it felt pretty cool. Now you go. Wow, sure sounds like a highlight. Uh, okay, this week I donated blood to school kids. That's great. That's so nice. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Are they all right now? Oh, yeah. They weren't sick. They beat me up once a week and call it donating blood. <laughs> oh, son, I'm so sorry. Anything else we could celebrate instead? Uh, well, yeah, I do have some good news. Great! I started having bowel movements again. Oh. The bad news is again is right now on stage. Beloved, did you shit your pants? According to Dr. Arden, what I make is technically not shit, but harder, rounder urine. Ah. <laughs> oh. Really? Luckily, it melts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Unluckily, once it melts, its smell is best compared to melted shit. Really makes things hard at my current job as a year-round mall Santa. Hmm. Hey, you know what, buddy? It's just like my agent always says. They can't smell you through a podcast, Blevin. It's the best medium for you. Your agent calls you Blevin? Yes. She thought it fit my face better. Oh, that's sad. What I'm trying to say is, who cares if you shit uh, hard urinated in your pants? It's just a podcast. We can smell however we want. It doesn't matter. I guess you're right. Oh, God, I smell it now. I smell it now. Maybe I can be good at this, good at something for once, and everyone has to listen to me. I need to distract the audience. Go over, get off the stage, Blevin. Thank you. Uh, well, that was my fake son, so I, I might as well bring my fake girlfriend. Fake girlfriend, come up here. How's it going, fake Kevin? Uh, I love you, fake girlfriend. <laughs> I pretend to love you, too. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, f uh, Fake Girlfriend and I are very happy to be here mm -hmm. in Atlanta. I can't believe it. This place is amazing. It's amazing. Amen. Yes. Amen, sister. <laughs> no, she's my fake girlfriend, a not fake my fake girlfriend. sister. Let's, let's define the relationship. Yes. Okay. And you know what I love best about Atlanta? What? Well, let's sing about it. Oh, okay. Oh, Christ. Here we go. Hey, baby, we're in Atlanta, a land full of peaches and sin. The perfect place to see my favorite movie. Get the shovel, dig up the VCR. We're gonna see Gone with the Wind, starring Clark Gable. And when we're in Manhattan, we can see the Lion King, Les Miserables, Mamma Mia. Or stay inside, oh, okay. put the Netflix on and see Gone with the Wind again, starring Vivian Lee. Hey, baby. That's my name. We're in Atlanta. Hey, baby. Still my name. We're in Atlanta. They burned down poor Atlanta in Gone with the Wind. With Leslie Howard, they burned down Atlanta and gone with the wind. They actually burned Atlanta in real life in the Civil War. Yeah, it was General Sherman. more sad and funny, and I shouldn't really mention it in the comedy it's... show. Let's dance. Let's just dance it off. It'll be okay. Because I have a question for you. Okay. Is Gone with the Wind that really long movie? Of you becoming less interesting there is the sound of me just realizing I made a mistake you're not the coolest guy in the world I made a mistake you might be a gay man or asexual which is fine you don't have to worry all the time what I think is I'm leaving you and gone with the wind is your new girlfriend enjoy her I can't believe that I'm like me. She's never seen Gone with the Wind. I haven't. And yet I know, woohoo, lots of movies you go to. Your favorite movie show is Meet the Fockers, not Gone with the Wind. You have horrible taste. What? You have horrible taste. What? Have you even seen Citizen Kane? Or the Bicycle Thief even? Nope. 
the things that you like are just shit. The things that you like are real shit. Have you even seen Eight and a Half? Or Lawrence of Arabia? Or The Wiz, which I actually think is an underrated classic, starring Mr. Nipsey Russell. My favorite movie is Gremlins 2. I loved Goonies and Scooby-Doo. Corey Feldman, Phoebe Cates, and Elizabeth Shue. Boo! I want another karate kid. Seven or eight karate kids. Ralph Macchio's better than Olivier. My favorite you movie is horrible taste. I love you have horrible taste. You have horrible, horrible taste. I want another karate taste. You have horrible taste. You have horrible taste. But nothing's as good as gone with the Thank you, fake girlfriend. Yep. Thanks, fake Kevin. Nice to know we're broken up. Now. All right, now we're fake broken up. Fake broken up. All right, let's you, do the you sketch. Are right, oh, you ready to do the sketch? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Interior, office, conference room, day. We open on Mr. Erickson, a business executive conducting a meeting with his employees. All right, team. Uh, the quarterly reports are in, and we are crushing it. We actually blew past three decimates for our fourth quarter earnings. Our stock is up, and this company's future is looking very optimistic. There's a knock at the door, and Carol, Mr. Erickson's secretary, enters. Uh, Mr. Erickson, Bob Woolman on line one. I'm in a meeting, Carol. Can I call him back? He says it's urgent. Okay, thanks, Carol. Put him through. Sorry about this, everyone. Sorry. Mr. Erickson answers the conference room phone. Hey, Bob, how are you? No, I don't have you in speaker. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, those are quite the allegations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fraud. And embezzling. That's pretty bad. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh-huh. Yeah, that all sounds pretty awful. Uh-huh. There's more. Uh-huh. Oh, my empire is crumbling. Uh, yeah, yeah, the hammer's coming down. Okay, bye, Bob. Mr. Erickson hangs up the phone. Okay, now where was I? Ah, yes, core competency. Core competency is key. Is everything all right, Mr. Erickson? Everything is great, Carol. Oh, but while I have you here, I'm going to need you to shred everything, okay? Great. So core competency. Uh, You want me to shred everything? Yes, shred everything. Not a big deal. I just need you to shred everything. Uh, you're doing a great job, Carol. Shred everything. There's rumblings and chatter amongst the concerned employees. Rumble, rumble, rumble chatter, chatter, chatter. This, this can't, can't be good. good. Uh, so, is the company in trouble? What's going on? Oh, just because I asked Carol to shred everything, everyone automatically assumes the company's in trouble, and I'm probably going to prison for the rest of my adult life? Come on! But seriously, Carol, just shred everything. Can, can you do that for me? In fact, can everyone please start shredding everything? Much appreciated, gang. Time and tide wait for no man. More, more rumbling. rumbling. More, more chatter. chatter. Now, now I'm, I'm more certain, certain this can't, can't be good. good. Suddenly, 
another employee, let's call him Dan Triandaflow, enters out of breath. Here's the report you wanted, sir, uh, Mr. Erickson. Thanks, Dan. This all looks great. Oh, great, 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 great. I need you to shred this for me ASAP. Shred it? I worked all night on it. Yeah, and when you're done shredding this, I'm also going to need you to shred everything else. Shred everything? Yeah, shred. Shred everything when you have a moment, but as soon as ASAP. Rising tension, commotion building. We're getting angrier. People, people, shredding everything is not a sign our business is on the brink of ruin, um, nor is it a sign that I'm making a panicked last-ditch effort to avoid hard time in prison. Hey, let's play a game. Whoever shreds the most, um, I don't know, wins, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Great. Aces in their places, people. Are we all going to prison? Come on! No one said anything about prison, Dan? Uh, you did, several times. Um, Andrea, if anyone's going on and on about prison, it's Dan. Uh, speaking of Dan, Dan, I need you to do me a favor. Go to the bank, take out my safety deposit box, and then go to the woods, dig a deep, deep hole, and bury it. Bury everything. ASAP is possible. I'm not doing that. Dan, hold that thought. Just need to make a quick call to the wife. Mr. Erickson takes out his phone and dials. Sweetheart, how are you, darling? Uh -huh. I just wanted to call and say that you're the best thing in my life. And maybe the only thing I ever did, you know, that was right. Um, I may have to go away for a while. Uh, but I just want you to know I love you more than anything. Uh, also, I need you to, uh, do, uh, to run to the bathroom, open the cabinet, and flush everything. Just, just flush everything. Can you do that? Another employee, Bill, passes Mr. Erickson as he heads for the door. Gotta go, sweetie. Uh, Bill, would you like a promotion? You can have my job. You've earned it, sir. I quit and screw you. Uh, off to greener pastures, I see. Congratulations. All the employees start heading for the door. Andrea, how about a promotion? Corner office? View of the city? Company in the brink of disaster? Fuck off. No? Fair enough. Um, it's a high-stress job, not for everybody. Carol, uh, let's get someone from IT up here as too sweet as possible and have them wipe all those computers clean. Wipe everything. Oh, and Carol, great news. You're the new CEO. You've worked hard and it hasn't gone unnoticed. But truth be told, you're probably going to want to shred everything as soon as, as soon as possible as possible. I'm going home, Mr. Erickson. You will never be a CEO with a work ethic like that, Carol. Anyone mind if I open the window? Mr. Erickson opens the office window. There we go. On an unrelated note, does anyone see my rope ladder? The one I keep handy for business emergencies? Mr. Erickson scans the office. Found it! It was in the stationary closet. Good old trusty rope ladder. Mr. Erickson unravels the rope ladder, secures it to the windowsill, then tosses the length of it out the 47th floor office window. But it turns out the rope ladder is only about 40 feet long. I could have sworn this was a much longer rope ladder. Ah, oh, well, it'll have to do... Oh, hey, Fred Allister, how are the kids? You're a horrible man, Mr. Erickson. You've ruined us all. Hey, little Susie must be in grade school by now. Give my regards to the family. Feel free to shred something on your way out. <laughs> Mr. Erickson climbs out the window and begins descending the rope ladder. Gang, I'm just going to climb down the side of the building for a second. No need for concern. It's an old business trick. Scaling buildings clears the head. Um, speaking of using our heads, let's think of a way to get those numbers up, people. More productivity, higher earnings, and a better legal team. Mr. Erickson reaches the end of the rope ladder and jumps, plummeting towards the streets below. Ah! Tread everything! <laughs> Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have 
a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. Excellent. Thank you very much, Sketch Troop. Uh, well, now I would like to interview um, uh, a guy I've wanted to interview with forever. Uh, yeah, forever. Why not? Say that. Lucky Yates. Lucky, come up. Oh. He's got a thing. Please leave your message. Hello, Kevin McDonald Podcast listeners. I'm Kevin McDonald Podcast. I've changed my last name to Podcast. And by the way, thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love all 412 of you. I am super excited to tell you about our new sponsor, Mac Weldon. I love anybody whose first name is Mac, like my mother. Especially this Mac, though. But this Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. And it's a clothes store online for men. Once someone explained to me what online meant, I, I went there. I went online and saw the most amazing clothes ever. Ever. They even look good on me, and I have 28-inch legs. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. And going online and buying the clothes is very easy, even for me. And I'm an idiot with short legs. Mac Weldon has the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear, which is good for me. If you came to my podcast, you would, you would know that I only wear hoodies and underwear. Come to a show. Check out my underwear. Uh, they want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like the first pair, you can keep it, and they, they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out. Uh, one day I'm going to work out. Going to work, one day I'll get a job. Going out on dates, I have a lot of time ahead of my life to meet a woman. Just everyday life they're good for. So go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code Kevin McDonald. That's one word. Kevin McDonald, no space, Kevin McDonald. Just like me, I have no spaces. I don't know what that means. In the 80s, uh, with my girlfriend who I call Cheater, we saw... Hmm. Um, yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. She gets around that one. She gets yeah, a cheater got around. Yeah. Uh, we saw um, Gremlins and Gremlins 2 together. Like Gremlins, uh, she thought that was our movie. But I actually thought Gremlins 2 was a good movie. It, it, Gremlins 2 is a great movie. Actually, Gremlins is fine, but Gremlins 2 is like a better movie. Well, they they, they got... It's, it's more like a hard-out comedy, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. They, you know, they, they, they multiplied the Gremlins times a thousand, and you get all... Roddy McDowell is a Gremlin. Is he? Is he yeah, he's is in he, that. He's one is of he the, yeah. I didn't know that. Absolutely. Um, he's in everything now. But I mentioned then the last thing. Here's another thing. I know we're interviewing you, not me, but here I go. It's like we're having a discussion that I'm forcing. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Goonies. Isn't that weird? Uh, I've never seen Goonies. Here's, here's, I was in my 20s, and I loved the 70s. I was thinking about Dog Day Afternoon, the movie Network, and Godfather, and I didn't want to see Goonies. Was I wrong? Should I see uh, it? Here is, here is something. Here's an even more controversial statement, Kevin McDonald, of yes. the Kevin McDonald Show. Yes. I have seen the Goonies, and I fucking hate it. Oh. I think it's terrible. Oh. It's a mess. 
the characters all talk over each other. You don't really have any reason to care about them except really? that they're kids. Uh, and then, like, but then there's, like, cartoonish shit. Like, there, there's a kid that has, like, secret thing. He opens his trench coat and, like, boxing gloves on, you know, springs come out and knock out adult human males. Yet there's... It's really How's uneven. the springs realistic? How do they make it realistic in the movie? They, they, How do they make it they, I don't know. Josh Brolin grounds it, I guess. Oh, Josh Amanda, Brolin was Amanda, in it. Amanda, <laughs> no, not Amanda Plummer. Who is, uh, who's the girl in it? Martha Plimpton. Thank you. Oh, Martha uh, Plimpton. Okay, it. so... They, they ground it. So you do hate it. Uh, I do. I, I'm ruining the podcast, but... Uh, and we're going to interview you, I swear no, to God. No, let's talk about but, the Goonies. But who the from rest the audience the show, wants to rather. defend the Goonies? Don't, but someone has to. But they have to come close to me because the mic isn't that long. Who wants to defend the Goonies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Dana. Right. Dana from earlier. Dana from earlier. She put, no, you should. This is great. You're a part of the show already. You're already a friend. Okay, so I'm going to defend the Goonies. And this is this is actually based on a real-life thing that happened. Um, and that is uh, is uh, my partner, my husband, uh, of 11 years. Um, lucky number. It's very lucky. Um, he actually hates the Goonies. He was the person that stood up earlier when you said you hated the Goonies. He's very... He absolutely hates it. Um, and uh, and I I grew up with it. Like, it was what I had. Um, what does that mean, though? Why did okay. you have it? Why did you like it? Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm what do you, what do you to, mean it's what you had? It's you what I share? had. Yeah, I, would, I would like to cite as one of the most beautiful filming locations. We're just going to start Where? there. Where one of the it? most beautiful, uh, Astoria, Oregon, is the Where same is filming location as Kindergarten Cop. They're very proud of it. And also, they're very proud of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, also filmed there in Astoria, Oregon. Who knew? Did you know? Um, Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to at least say that Love it is one of the most picturesque films you've ever seen. Mm. At least one of the most picturesque films you've ever seen for location. Do you know only. who the but cinematographer that, was on it? I don't, but I know that Richard Donner directed it, and I should know the cinematographer because now my argument is moot. Yeah, it's really. Um, but we, yeah, we we uh, we actually argued about this film uh, to a point to where uh, he loved seeing like he wanted to go see the Halloween filming locations, and that's something we did. And then he was like, "What would you want to see? Would you want to see Goonies?" And I was like, "You fucking hate Goonies. I don't want to do that." But, but why is it, it good? And then we did it. Besides locations, why, why, is, why is it good? Why is it good besides location? I would want to say um, togetherness. Togetherness? Togetherness? What does that mean? It means... Uh, the it message means of the film, you mean? You have, um, you have seven... Uh-oh. It's Nick McClain. Uh-oh. Nick, Nick McClain is Something, the Is that the uh, reason? Oh, it's Nick oh, McClain. Oh, Nick McClain's there. You know what? Uh, fun film. name to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Blevin. ahead and put that in my bucket. Um, that it's it that I will defend that for Goonies. I will also say that, uh, oh, yeah, it's about togetherness. It's about uh, ingenuity, uh, which you're mentioning. But is it good? Kids uh, inventing shit. But, but it's about good stuff. But is it good? Like, uh, like is there funny dialogue? Is there, like, do you no, get thrilled with the thrills? I don't understand any of the dialogue. There's it's meaningfulness. terrible. No. No, they're no, it's in a terrible. well. They're there's in like, a well. There's one Stand person, by me is good. There's one person you can understand in that entire cast. Who? Martha Plimpton. She's a good actress. Actor. She's great. Is She's it sexy great... to say actress? I don't know. I'm it's got the, the, the lady who was the mother from Throw Mama from the Train. You can't understand a goddamn word she Mom says. Pr- Mama Fratelli, uh, yeah. uh, Joey Pants is in it. He's always good. Joey Pantalone. He's always really good. He's great. Yeah. I hear that actress really was autistic. I shouldn't say that. That lady? I'm Throw Mama from the Train and she really was autistic. Then it's not just about togetherness, but it's and about- And Ramsey! 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Now that you're here. Nick um, McLean. Okay. Should I go now? No, no. I want you to stay. Uh, People under 40, people that are younger than me, which are like people under 80, um, they all tell me this. I say, what's your favorite movie? And yeah. I was a kid in the 70s, so like I, I think it's what, like Network or Dog Day Afternoon or, 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 or um, the, well, Citizen Kane or the, the, there's so many others. And they say Back to the Future. And uh, and yeah, we're an interview. Don't worry. No, um, I know. Let's talk. I would much. Let's talk about films. <laughs> no, I think this is. This is great. But Back this to the totally Future. I, it's a fine movie, but the best movie ever. Like better than Eight and a Half. Uh, better yeah, than Lawrence well, Arabia. I think, well, okay. the, the, the best movie ever. Dana's argument in that, like you know, it, that, that's the movie that touched her at a certain yeah. point in her life and like stayed with her and just became important because people. of the place. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Benson. Uh, I saw a Robbie Benson movie called One on One. And it touched me a little bit, but I know it's not the best movie ever. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but a lot of those, a lot of people that that also say uh, Back to the Future mm-hmm. probably have never seen Dog Day Afternoon. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. So let's it's also like pop music right. Of film. Let's also break down the idea of adventure and being able to put yourself in a character's shoes, right? So the representation is: I am a child. Yeah. This is also a child I'm seeing. I can put myself in this child's suit shoes. This child is doing something incredible. I would like to do said incredible things, such as play bone piano. I would like to play bone piano, and then what's and bone then piano? There is a bone piano. Have you seen? You haven't seen. You haven't, I haven't seen, seen the, I really Oh haven't no! Seen I feel like I'm spoiling the Goonies for you. No, it's um, okay. Spoil it. Okay. So None there of it'll is, make sense when he sees it. He'll yeah. Like, there's oh, a there's the bone a piano. there's a pivotal scene where they have to d- hit different notes like B flat. And uh, and and Andy is like transcribing the lyrics. Who is also a character and an actor, an a-, a female actor, an actor that I do not remember who has played uh, her. So I'm a terrible Goonies fan. The not Martha Plimpton female, right, Carrie, Carrie Green, Green in the Goonies. I don't remember her. She remembers how to transcribe uh, piano uh, notes, and she she hits the correct note, and then a passageway opens. And so being able to put yourself in the shoes of those characters and say, I could have this adventure. Also, I could release a pirate ship. Or here's something you'll hear a lot, people saying, where's the octopus scene in Goonies, right? Everyone has a different Goonies touchstone, and there are certain people that saw an octopus. Has anybody seen the octopus scene in Goonies? It's a deleted okay, scene, a deleted but there are people scene. that argue it has been it was showed on HBO and not in other formats. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's real. Guys. Stand by Me is a good movie. <laughs> it is, it is. And I know you, you people Rob who were like kids in the eighties, like Stranger Things, but it just reminded me of all the bad movies of the eighties that I didn't like. Uh, what was another? Um, another eighties movie I didn't like. Yeah. Space Camp. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never saw Space Camp. Why did you see Space Camp? I saw it with Cheater. Cheater wanted to see it. Oh, uh, she did? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, like, was it, she banging dudes who would enjoy Space Camp? <laughs> yeah, wait. Like, you're lucky to be. So was, was that her. whole song about her? Uh, there was a. No, no. Okay, I, okay. I, don't think so. I forget. What, what song did we sing about? Good? No, no. No, 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 I made that up. But I did um, in the in one of my podcasts. I did a rock opera okay. called Cheaters in Love, and it's about um, the cheater. Uh, have, has anyone heard that with Ben Gibbard from Death Care for Cutie? Yeah, I did. I liked it. Just no, no. Uh, Matt, Matt heard it. I'd uh, I'd like to call out your uh, Nipsey Russell. Uh, People laughed when I said Nipsey well, Russell. Yeah, I'm so surprised. He, has, he is rooted in Atlanta. Uh, so is he really? This thing was like rhyming. You know, he like spoke. He rhymed. He rhymed. Couplets. That's right. 
Uh, he was on a lot of like talk shows or game shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. match game. And Roses are red, violets are blue, something yeah. funny that rhymes with blue. Right. Uh, he perfected that craft uh, working here in Atlanta at the Varsity, which is a wow. giant like hot dog and hamburger joint right by Georgia Tech. They're like the single biggest purveyors of Coca-Cola in the country or something. Like they sell more Cokes than any other place in the country. Something weird. There's some weird varsity fact like that. And how that. would he perfect rhyming there? He was a he was a car hop. It's a drive-in and it still is oh, today. And he would go be one of the car hops that would go out and take orders at cars and he would do it in rhyme. He started rhyming doing that job and then went on to fame and fortune being a rhyming comic. I guess he was a comic. It wasn't really an actor, right? I don't know. What all I know is he was on game shows. Yeah, that's right. And it's, he would uh, he would always he would say everything he would start everything with roses are red, violets are blue, and make a joke that rhymes with blue. That's something to do with the question he was asked. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, sounds Nipsey not funny. Russell. Yeah, we uh, people always laugh. For you, kids. And he played the what, the Tin Man and the Wiz? He was the Tin Man. We did a musical number from the Wiz in my uh, my middle school uh, theater uh, musical recital, and it was all it was like we had wood sticks, so it was ease on down the road, and it went da 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 da. Like it was. Uh, that's all I remember. Friend, and ease on down the road. Like it was. It was an amazing exposure to I, that. Reminds the whiz. me. I'm sorry for interrupting, but that oh, reminds no. me. And I, 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 why do I stand every now? Oh and then? no, I love it. <laughs> I stand. Should uh, we all stand when you stand? Are you like the Pope? Should we like follow your lead? <laughs> the woman I saw after Cheater, uh, ex-wifey, um, <laughs> when I first met her, uh, her friends in the U of T, University of Toronto, they were putting on a play, and I saw it, and it was an all-white version of the Wiz. <laughs> Why? It was an all-white oh, version. That's like, great. No. The e- you've got to ease on down, ease on down that road, everybody. It like it sort of defeated the purpose. That of the sounds whiz. like something that would happen in Big Little Lies. They'd be like, "Let's do the Wiz." The, the, yeah, exactly. But it was yeah. a true story. Oh. It was an all-white version of the Wiz. Well, that's Toronto for you. Oh, I'm from gosh. Toronto. <laughs> I know, I know. Mm-hmm. City of Thieves. That's what it means <laughs> in the ancient <laughs> dialect of the people that were originally from Toronto. Oh! They settled oh. the region, but then they came. the, the white man came in and ran them oh, all out with disease. Just let me know when I need to get off the stage. <laughs> no, no. You can stay. Okay. Uh, this segue the next question. City of Thieves. It's great yes. that, we're, that we're standing. Where did you grow up? Detroit, Michigan. Just Whoa. across the border from, from uh, Windsor, Windsor, Ontario. Yeah, Windsor. Just across the river. And people always say things uh, like this to me. Uh, Windsor is actually south of Detroit. Is that true? It is absolutely true. Uh, we have to drive south in order to get into Canada. Where's from Ro- Wait, where's Robocop? Correct. Robocop is in New Detroit, oh, madam. Whoa. That is the city above old Detroit that they're building above it. little in ahead the of the time. Are you talking about the actual... The statue, though? I'd like to know. They haven't erected the statue Not yet. just the statue, I that we're but, standing. The, but the filming locations. Oh. Let's, yeah. the spot. let's go. We're going to Detroit <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, Producers okay, in New go. York, we're running, we out of okay. we're running Here out of Here we are down Woodward Boulevard, which yeah. is Highway 1, ladies and gentlemen. Woodward Ooh. Boulevard. Did they shoot in Detroit? Uh, uh, what? Did they shoot Robocop in Detroit? I sorry, don't believe so. Keep I don't Detroit, think so. I think it was all Los Angeles, California. Dallas, what? Texas. Dallas, that's right. Texas, it was double right. That's right. It was Dallas. They shot RoboCop, RoboCop 3 Island. here in Atlanta. Oh. By that um, point in time, I think RoboCop could fly. Didn't he gain flight no, in that guess. one? But, but wow, the he really, they really became stupid, those films. The original RoboCop is a great movie. It's amazing. It it's, pa- it's a Paul Verhoeven film. Yeah, and, is... and Ray Wise, who you guys may know from Twin Peaks as Leland Palmer, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm, anyone has mm-hmm. seen Twin Peaks, he is in. He's in RoboCop, and he was just at. I just saw him at a convention, and he had pictures laid out, obviously from Twin Peaks. But RoboCop was one of the only other things. 
things he was ever proud of. Like he's done lots uh-huh. of things, but he was like, the two things I want to sell to you guys today are Twin Peaks and Robocop. Robocop yeah. Oh, I'm like, like that. Kids like, in the hall, the Lilo and Stitch. That's yeah. it. Those were like his. Tops. I thought you would laugh. I didn't think you would applaud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Never seen Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I don't. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. I'm not embarrassed. I, by it. I don't know. I lost my love for Disney musicals by that point. I heard it I was just, filmed uh, in Detroit. It was. It was. Stitch was. Okay. It stood. It, it was. It makes a great Hawaii on film. It's really weird. We know all our voice Detroit. work in Detroit. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's why Magnum PI uh, wears a Detroit Tigers cap. That was the one stipulation from the city of Detroit for them shooting Magnum PI in Detroit to double as Hawaii. Because very expensive to shoot in Hawaii. But Detroit, when you're inside of it, looks exactly like Hawaii. All the volcanoes. The islands, it's nothing. You can only drive so far before you see nothing but ocean for some reason. In Michigan, yeah. a peninsula, yes. I heard that's where they shot all of Lost. Uh, it's Smith's. Uh, I put my phone in the wrong part of my pocket. It's going to slide down my pants now. Oh, no, it's okay. We got you. It's okay. Tell me what it was like living in Detroit. Do you love it? Tell me everything. And then I'm going to get the phone in the wrong. What was it like living in Detroit? Well, I grew up. Go, 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 go. I know this is not. My story is nowhere near as exciting as you sliding a cellular telephone, an iPhone, I assume. Everyone loves you. Okay. Don't put it back in the wrong pocket, though. No, no. Okay. Uh, I loved. I loved growing up in Detroit. It's a city. It's a city that really. I mean. I grew up in the 70s there, and it was already starting to go downhill. There were some race riots in the 60s, and then there was a white flight. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, it was bad, because Rodney so just recorded his album in 1970, and yes. things were bad. You could tell by the lyrics. Yeah, things were already bad, and so and getting worse. And so Detroit was this weird... I, my father was a lifelong Detroiter, and so we lived just outside of the actual city itself. In what, a are you super, one of those miles? One called, mile, two mile, three miles? 11 mile I was 11 on. Mile. Yeah, okay, I was cool. on 11 mile. Uh, and three miles the, the, away from... Eight mile... Eight, eight, why eight mile is so uh, significant is because that is literally the city limit. Once you cross over north of eight mile, you are outside of Detroit, but... They just they designed it after uh, uh, Washington D.C. Maybe I don't know French architect or whatever designed the roads there. However, growing up there was great. Uh, it was but it was crumbling, and there's a real sense of pride in Detroiters, no matter what. And so, even though the city was really tumbling and did for decades, mostly because of a corrupt mayor that got in there and then just started profiting off of the taxes uh it's a great like you there's a pride there's just a civic pride there that because the you work hard everybody there works hard they work in factories and you know building things and cars and all that cars are very important uh so uh are Are you a comic with a unhappy childhood or a happy childhood i I, I have a very happy childhood Mm -hmm. i was pretty i was pretty weirdo i was a neurotic kid i started seeing a shrink when i was in Third, no, fifth grade, fifth, sixth, and How did seventh that, whose grade. Whose idea was that? Uh, my parents. My brother, I have an older brother, and he had That's some kind of weird yeah. event in his life. Oh, and wait. then he got hospitalized. Oh, no. And then, but, they, but it was some, maybe, a, I don't know if it was a psychotic breakdown. I don't know what happened to that kid. Uh, oh. But then when they, when the but it's shrinks, amazing for this comedy podcast. When the shrinks all saw him, they went, hey, this guy's pretty messed up. We should bring the family in and see what the whole dynamic is. 
And then my family went in. We, they were, it was weird. There were like people watching us and we were being videotaped in a time where there were not video cameras. Like it was the 70s, that kind of technology. You were like, well, there's a TV camera in here? This is weird. Uh, and then they talked to the whole family, but every time they tried to talk to me, I would just burst into tears. And so they're like, oh, that one no. needs uh, his own counseling. And so, wow, yeah, with, yeah. Did it help? Yeah, I was what? freaked out by everything. Wait, I didn't like new experiences, and I didn't like people talking. Well, to can me. we change it around then? And let's let's talk about food again. Um, <laughs> can we talk about and then the Goonies? And then the Goonies. Oh wait, <laughs> oh, wait so Detroit like yep. has like they're they're known for dog like like hot dogs, right? Like there's like a specific type there's of hot a Coney. dog. It's called a Coney Island hot but dog. If it's, it's a Coney, chili dog. Yeah. So wait, can you explain to us why it's Coney Island, but also done in D- Detroit? Because uh, it was it started with a couple of Greek brothers. There are these two Greek dudes that started the American Coney Island. And they called them Coney Island hot dogs because they thought that just sounded American. It does. So, like, like, like a Russian. It's a chili a, dog. A Greek. It has nothing to do with actual Coney Island, which, you know, is Nathan's. They don't even sell Nathan's hot dogs there. It's like another kind of locally made hot dog. It has to have, like, the casing on it, the natural casing. Oh, There's so. got to be a snap to it. There's, like, a real. Uh, Detroiters are very specific about their Coney dogs. There's so which is the best? Imitators. Like, What's the best? Yeah, the yeah, best. I'm my, I'm my favorite is the original one. So anyway, so American <laughs> Coney Island started on this corner, uh-huh. and then and then the brothers got into a fight. And then so a brother moved to the building immediately next door and opened another Coney restaurant with the exact same recipe, but then a divide, and they would both stand out front and try to grab everybody in there. They have the same name? No, one was American, and then it was on a street. Called, it's on a street called Lafayette. The other one is Lafayette Coney Island. Lafayette Coney Island has a much cooler interior. It's very old school dinery, but it also is smaller oh. and compact. So you teenagers would pick favorites. Yeah. Oh, everybody oh. picked favorites. I mean, you immediately had a favorite, and it was the same goddamn food. Like it didn't matter, except Americans served fries before Lafayette did. So like they were, they would try to do things to outdo one another. I, I think they're still rivals. I don't know. They're still right next door to each other. Good question. Yeah, know, Detroit. Great place. I'll have to yeah, come back here because we're, we're running out of time soon and we're never going to get to Archer. Uh, oh, that's but, okay. But that's okay. Well, what was the first thing you really wanted to be? Was it a comedian, an actor? Actor, uh, actor, pu- actor. Yeah, I was and fancying it, myself an actor. And what did you do to do that? Did you tell your parents? Like, yeah, you sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I told them that that was the thing I was pursuing and they had the, you know, you're never going to make any money doing this. This is not how, that's not a thing. Yes. You should really have mm-hmm. a backup plan. Weird. And I was like, I don't want a backup plan. That's all I want to do. And they're like... But you're not gonna make. You're gonna live a life of poverty. Don't you understand? I was like, I don't care. What was their so? They said live a life of poverty. What was their biggest worry? Like from, that I would be yeah. living in their basement as a you know fifty something year old man and going like, hey, bring, send a sandwich down here, huh, ma? So they're worried about a, a sandwich man hitting his broomstick against mm-hmm. this, the ceiling of the basement, and they yeah. had to bring it down yeah. to you. It happens. There's it a lot happens. of failed actors who become sandwich men. Yeah, yeah. They, they really do. They're sandwich artists. That's why they keep their art, and then they all go to work for Subway Sandwich so Corporation. What did you do to become an actor? What did you do to become an actor? What did I do? do I just do kept it? on track, and I just didn't stop. Did you go to? Go that to was the whole thing. I hit when I was in my late forties. I, beca- I suddenly was on a show that became popular, and I happened to play a character that was also popular. Tell so, the name of the show because I wanted to get to Archer. Archer on and you play Doctor Doctor Creed. Yes, yes, you do. And would you call yourself the Ricky Gervais of Atlanta? I do, sure, yes, I would. Sure, why not? Well, who else? Because he's the lucky eights of London. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. 
Uh, so how are you here? We'll end with this. Um, uh, it better be a long, good story because we're ending with this. Uh, how how did you get the the pardon, Archer? How did that happen? Uh, so I was working with uh, Matt Thompson and Adam Reed. Uh, they were doing. They did a couple of shows at Adult Swim. Uh, first was C Lab 2021, and it was. I remember that. He's not lying. <laughs> Produced right here, and at the time. That show was done by a group of like five guys that were, had a house. There was a house in a little town called East Atlanta. I guess it's a neighborhood. It's not really yep. its own city. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they just had this little house and they made this funny cartoon there. And one of the guys, one of the animator, was in our improv ensemble. And so we would go to the parties and, you know, hang out with the guys that made C Lab. And then C Lab ended and they started doing Frisky Dingo. And then a bunch of people, I don't know, auditioned or charmed them the right way at the party. I don't know what happened. But anyway, Were you Adam, auditioned Amber at the Nash, party? Huh? You auditioned at the party? No, I auditioned for Frisky Dingo when oh, it was okay. like a completely different cartoon. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. We were just friends with the guys. And so they hired Amber Nash, who plays Pam Poofy on Archer, also a Dad's Garage family member. Uh, she got the job of Val uh, playing this assassin girl, and then they brought me in as the one of the exticles, which were the henchmen, uh, and I was just sort of the voice of reason amongst the exticles. And I would go in and do it, and we had a good working relationship. So then they started doing Archer, hired Amber right away, and then like by the third episode, they finally had this weird character that they were going to give lines to finally, and then they were like, "Yeah, hey, bring in Lucky, we'll try him out," and so I did, and then the show hit. And now you're the richest man in the world. Oh my Yay! God, I am the lowest paid man on television. Residuals are good for cartoons. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It is nice <laughs> to not have to have to. I don't do anything all day. It's great. I sit around with my dog, smoke some dubs. That sounds like doing a lot of money. Notebook. Count it's my pretty money. Great. Count, yeah, count my threes of dollars that comes oh. pouring in. Thank you very much, Lucky. Thank you very thank much, you. Dana. Oh, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for much. having me on Lucky the show, Patrick McDonald. Dana, thank you very much. That's the end of the podcast part. Yes. I would like to thank everyone. I would like to thank Kevin Galiz and everyone at, at Dad's Garage. Thank you for having us. Where's the garage? Thank you. I like to thank Matt Hobbs. I like to thank Lucky Yates. I like to thank Dan. I like to thank Dan. I like to thank everybody. I like to thank my producers who wrote this but didn't come or advertise it. Uh, <laughs> Joe and Alex friend for Forever Dog. Uh, thank you very much. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.